Welcome to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast, where once a week we take some time to look at God's Word, examine it, and apply it to our daily walk with Him. May you please have your Bibles ready as we begin our study now. Welcome back to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope that you enjoy this. And if you have been listening throughout this series, this is the last part of our study together on God's plan of salvation. And at this point in our study, we have discussed in detail God's plan of salvation laid out for us in the Bible. However, when a person is saved by baptism, that is not the end of their Christian journey. Rather, the journey continues after baptism as we live our new resurrected life through the lifeblood of Jesus. This newness of life comes with a new view of life that we need to have as New Testament Christians. And while there are a variety of verses we can look at to examine this idea, I feel like the idea behind living as a Christian is summarized eloquently in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2. There the Bible says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We live our lives as Christians as sacrifices. But what does that mean? It means we focus on the spiritual goal of following the Lord. It means that we spread the gospel, that we do not continue in sin so that grace may abound. As we read a warning of in Romans chapter 6. And it means that we are transformed. And the word transformed there does not mean changed or altered meaning wholly different. We are different as Christians than we are before we become Christians. We are different because we were once lost and now we are found. We were once full of sin and now we are free from our burdens and our sin being washed as white as snow. We work towards the will of God which is good and acceptable and perfect. And this is a big task ahead for us having been baptized, beginning our Christian walk, and at times this can be stressful. But we are so very thankful that we have this opportunity through Jesus to be able to live our lives this way. In today's study, we will look at two ideas about this New Testament Christian life together in tandem. Firstly, we will look in the Bible and see how we should live our lives as forgiving Christians. And at the same time, secondly, we will see that a person must remain faithful unto death to receive their crown of life after baptism. A common belief in the religious world today is a belief in the ideology behind once saved, always saved, meaning that when a person has received the gift of salvation, then they do not have to worry about their salvation anymore. They will be found a good and faithful servant on judgment, no matter their actions after their salvation or the choices that they make after being baptized. Today, through our study together, we will look at the Bible and also see where the Bible does not speak to this as truth. Rather, it shows us that we can lose our salvation if we choose to live our lives in certain ways contrary to the gospel. And this loss, of course, being of our own doing, for we cannot gain our salvation. 
but we can turn our backs on God and Jesus after being saved. So to create a strong foundation in this study, we will first have to come to terms with the biblical fact that our salvation can be forfeited by us, for us. And this happens when we choose to live our lives outside the will of God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 4 tells us, You have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. Here we see that a person can be separated from the salvation of Christ. And we know this because it, the Bible says that you can be severed. And to be severed, you must first be a part of something. If I sever a branch from a tree, then we understand that those limbs belonged to that tree which I removed the limbs from. It is a part of something. Furthermore, the Bible says you have fallen from grace. And to be able to fall from somewhere, you must first climb up or be somewhere where falling can happen. And as simple as this is, it's very important context of our study today to realize in these verses, Paul is relating our relationship with Christ to the fact that it can be lost. And specifically here, he's talking about circumcision and the old law, people who were still trying to tie in circumcision to Christianity. And while this does have parallels that we see throughout the Bible, we also understand that the act of circumcision, physical circumcision, is not necessary for New Testament Christian. And we look at this knowing that this is that correlation here between the old and the new law. And we understand that we are not justified by the law, nor were those in Galatia at this time. And also those who are trying to be justified by the old law instead of the new perfect gift of Jesus were unable to receive their justification, making them severed, making them fall from the grace given to them by the sacrifice of Jesus. And this same thought is expounded upon by the Hebrew writer in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, and it does so by showing us how we should live in our newness of life in reference to our brethren around us. There the Bible says, Take care, brethren, that there not be any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God, but encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Again, here in those verses, we see the all-too-real possibility of falling away. As Christians, even when our sin has been washed away by Jesus, we still have the free will given to us that allows us to make sinful choices and give in to sinful desires. We are shown the Bible that we need to live our lives as sacrifices, and that should be our goal each moment of each day. However, when we sin, we take immediate responsibility, we ask forgiveness, and we continue on the path of righteousness given to us by the lifeblood of Jesus Christ. On the flip side of that, though, if we choose a life continuing in sinful actions, if we choose a life where we willfully fall from temptation again and again, and we do not strive to make our walk with Christ better. We do not ask for forgiveness. And we turn our backs on the mercies of God. Then this warning is written plain as day for us all. We can fall away from the living God. Due to this possibility, we should work that we all work together. 
or the body of Christ, the brethren, the New Testament church, working together as a cohesive unit for the will of our Father in heaven. We also understand this more by looking at Jesus' teaching in John chapter 15, verses 5-6. through 6. There the Bible says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them to the fire, and they are burned. Going back to our earlier analogy, is it possible to be branches of a vine which we were not grown out of, which we were not a part of? Of course not. Branches will grow from a vine or a tree, but just like a good tender of a garden, Jesus will prune those branches which are not producing fruit to make way for those that are. Of course, the fruits that we produce today are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, also known as the fruits of the Spirit as we see in Galatians chapter 5. And of course, we are able to have these fruits because we get to live in the grace and the mercy of God with the knowledge of the sacrifice of Jesus. What was the fate of the cut branches? Well, verse 6 tells us, He is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And of course, this here is alluding to hell. We understand as Christians we should have the desire to produce an abundance of fruit. But life can get in the way of that, can't it? When we make choices to live for our physical life over our spiritual, when we harden our hearts to the temptations of sin, then we risk endangering our soul in the process. As we see so clearly in John chapter 15. And the claim is often made that if a person were to revert to a sinful lifestyle prevailing over their spiritual life, then that person was never truly saved to start with. In fact, the argument is that if a person is truly saved, they can never lose their salvation. And if a person resumes a life void of Christian characteristics, then their salvation was never true. With that in mind, let us return to the example of Simon the Sorcerer in Acts chapter 8. And there, in our study on baptism, we saw how Simon the sorcerer and also others from Samaria were baptized into Jesus for their forgiveness of their sins, receiving the blessed gift of salvation. However, look what Simon did immediately after his baptism in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 18. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on him who I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray the Lord that if possible the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the bondage of iniquity. But Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me yourselves, so that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. Notice here in these verses that Peter says that without repentance, that mindset of Simon the sorcerer, if it continued with this intention, would not be right before God. And Simon the sorcerer realizes his mistake and he knows that he must repent. And notice also that Simon does not have to receive salvation again. Now, after his baptism, Simon is able to repent in prayer and be forgiven. 
And if this is possible immediately after baptism to be in this situation, then what about years after baptism? Can a person not let wicked thought enter their minds and motivate them and even allow this motivation to change their standards of what they deem to be correct as New Testament Christians to get them off the track, per se, to mess up their spiritual walk? So through our study, we understand that we should not believe in a once-saved-always-saved doctrine. Rather, we have to understand that our lives as Christians must be devoted to God. We cannot earn, but we are granted salvation through baptism. And we must live as sacrifices to maintain our spiritual footing, to be a fruitful branch, and to do the will of the Father. And as we wrap up both this week's study and our multi-part study on God's plan of salvation, I do want to close out by looking at three more sections of Scripture with you. The first one is, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21. So what does that verse mean? It's an often quoted verse and we see it a lot. But simply put, that means that for us to live our lives, the lives we're blessed with through Jesus, we live for Jesus. We live for the gospel and the spreading of it. We live as Christians wanting others to know the same good news that we do. And when we die, we gain. Because despite the fact the physical part of our life has met its end, we continue on through the mercy of Jesus for all of eternity, saved and free from the burden of our sins. How do we know this? We understand that this burden is free, and this makes more sense to us in Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 28. There the Bible says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So these two verses together, we understand that we're able to live as Christ and die as gain because our burden has been taken from us through baptism. The toll that we deserve to pay for our sin has been paid for through baptism, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through the blessed gift of salvation, Jesus takes on that burden and He allows us to take on His through His perfect sacrifice. He lifts the burden of sins off our backs. We are allowed to be forgiven. And with this thought, we understand that we should live as Christ. For when we die, it is gain. And as New Testament Christians, we do not sin so grace may abound as we've mentioned in our study again and again. But we do live as sacrifices. That's where I want to wrap up our final thoughts together. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 27 tell us the following. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Jesus lived his entire life in subjection to God, doing the will of God all for the benefit of mankind. And without Jesus, throughout this study we have seen without Jesus, we have no hope, we have no joy, no grace, no mercy, and no true love. 
with Jesus, we have everything. We understand that God's plan of salvation allows us so much, and it allows us all of those blessings. We also understand that this plan is only made possible through Jesus Christ. And without Him, we would not be justified for our sins. Our sins would not be forgiven. With that thought in mind, as New Testament Christians, we strive with all we have to live our lives like Jesus. And of course, we fall short due to our sin. We were still allowed to try thanks to forgiveness. We deny ourselves, that meaning our sinful desires, and we pick up our cross, representing the sacrifice that we make to ourselves for ourselves to live like Jesus. And being a Christian is not easy, nor are we promised an easy life being faithful children of God, but we are promised redemption and salvation if we adhere to God's plan of salvation. What would the profit a man if he has it all in this life? Yet he loses his own soul. So what if we have the world? So what if we have the power and the authority and the comforts of this limited existence if we forfeit eternity in the process? We live as Christians, both for those around us, our brethren, and those who are lost and need to hear the good news. And we also live for the eternal. Not just for the sake of self do we live, but also for the sake of others. We live for the church, we live for the gospel, and it is our goal to be walking examples of the gospel and of God's love each and every day. As we finish our study, let us challenge ourselves to take the gospel to the world, to tell others the good news of Jesus, and to live our lives in subjection to the Father, just like Jesus did. Let us be lights in this world of darkness, and let us allow our light to shine everywhere we go. Thank you so much for listening today to this study. If you have listened to this whole study together, hope it has benefited you because I know it has benefited me. In the coming weeks, we'll sort of begin phase two of our Bible study podcast here at By Every Word, and we're very excited for some changes coming up. Beginning next week, we will have a new study that will be started by Ryan Sampson, and we will also start to have some guests in the future sort of getting lined up there. So there will be some changes, but it's our goal at Every Word to make sure that we have your Bible study that you can learn from, you can take something from, and hopefully it will help us all become better Christians, have a better walk with God. May God bless you. May God bless your families. May we always strive to live by every word.